Welcome to the Dynasty Defined Podcast, a podcast about what's going on with the current state of the greatest dynasty in sports, the Oklahoma State Cowboys wrestling program. I'm your host, Lee Cawthorn, and today we are going to discuss a little bit about recruiting, what's been going on on the recruiting front, who are some guys that are coming in next year, and what we need to be excited about as the current crop of athletes gets going and uh, things get better. So really exciting times at Oklahoma State, nine days away from the season starting. We're going to be in Stanford next week. So this will this today's episode and Tuesday's episode are going to be the last that we won't have anything to talk about. It'll be about speculation and what's coming up, what's going on, who's who, what's what. Um, that is uh, really exciting for me because I'm going to have actual things to talk about with the Stanford duel, with um, everything going on with the program as the season gets kicked off. So it'll be less about me trying to speculate and piece together bits of information that I read on the internet. But we're nine days away, uh, wrestle-offs this weekend, you know, a lot of really exciting things going on. Uh, So we're going to get a lot of uh, answers on some of these questions that we've had over the past few weeks. But we'll get into the recruiting uh, for coming forward. Like I said in episode two, um, Tyler Caldwell deserves a raise. So does Chris Perry. So does Zach Esposito. Those guys have really been going out and building extremely strong relationships with athletes, not only in Oklahoma, but in Ohio and Wisconsin and Illinois and uh, Pennsylvania and on the East Coast in California. So there's a lot of really exciting stuff going on with our program on the recruiting front. And uh, the most exciting thing is that a lot of these guys are homegrown or, you know, they're at least spending their senior years in Stillwater. So for the upcoming class of 2022, OSU has four commitments so far, and the class is probably about wrapped up. Uh, Money's probably starting to get a little bit tight, seeing as there's only 10.1 scholarships for wrestling, and a lot of these guys that are already on the roster got an extra year. But uh, the commitments so far are Anthony Ferrari, who's the number one recruit in his weight class in the upcoming class, and he's the number eight recruit nationally. Um, that's really exciting for Anthony. Uh, I think we know, uh, what his brother is, right? AJ Ferrari, national champion, blah, 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 665 pound deadlift. Anthony is a different guy. Uh, if you follow him on social media, if you look at what he's put out there in the past, he's much more subdued. He's quiet. He seems to let his wrestling do the talking. And what I see in his wrestling is, a pace that we don't really see out of Oklahoma state guys very often. Uh, you know, you see a lot of defensive wrestlers, your Victor Voinovich, your, um, the master Giovanni brothers. Like those guys are, they can get funky. They can get to legs, but, um, really where they excel is when they get on top of, uh, on top of you. And they're able to uh, really submit their guys to <laughs> what they want to do, or their opponents to what they want to do. So um, they're great 
and that's exciting. And I'm, you know, our coaches know how to coach that, right? Chris Perry is one of the best, uh, ever at that style of wrestling, but Anthony Ferrari is mean on the mat. He gets his opponent to the mat and he makes him pay and he does it fast and he's aggressive and uh, he's an extremely talented wrestler. Now, where is he going to slot in? That's a good question. He wrestles at 152 pounds now in high school. Um, and I think a lot of that was at Stillwater High School. He could go there. Um, he didn't need to cut weight. I know there was some conversation about him being able to cut down to 145 pounds pretty easily, but he didn't have to. And a lot of that was Teague Travis was there uh, in last year, and, and Teague, solid wrestler. He's got a bit of a scholarship to come to Oklahoma State as well, right? So um, that's a... We'll see what happens with him and his growth over the next few years. I don't know if they'll necessarily be wanting him to cut weight, but I could definitely see a red shirt on the horizon for Anthony and um, then slotting into that 165 pounds if he's the person that's going to take over for Whitlake when Whitlake graduates or um, even slotting in at 157 pounds if Travis Mastro is not there or, um, you know, some of these other guys don't really pan out. It, it's Great problems for Oklahoma State wrestling here with some of these middleweights that are getting stacked up. Another guy that is coming in in this class is Jordan Williams. Uh, Jordan has been a little bit up and down in his high school career in the rankings. A lot of that's because he hasn't necessarily wrestled the matches that you'd like to see out of a high school prospect. But when he does get an opportunity to wrestle on the national stage, he excels and wrestles extremely well. Um, Jordan has been ranked as high as I think number four in the country. Uh, he's been number one in his weight. I think currently he's number four in his weight and number 16 in the country at 138 pounds. But that's a, uh, not really an indicator of how good he is as a wrestler. It's kind of like Kyle Haas or Dustin Plott or, uh, even AJ Ferrari or the Master Giovanni brothers and their senior seasons, they didn't wrestle as much. They got dropped down in the rankings. They get punished, and, and it makes sense for a ranker to do that. But from a um, prospect perspective, they're still he's still a super high quality prospect, and he's the same thing. Where is he going to fit into the lineup? Definitely see a red shirt in his future. Honestly, with the way that things have been shaping up for Oklahoma State wrestling here over the past couple of years i'd love to see us utilize the gray shirt with a couple of these guys so they come on campus they don't take a full slate of classes they train they grow they mature a little bit obviously anthony ferrari already lives in stillwater but getting them in the room and getting them training without having to sacrifice a year of eligibility could be a really great tool for osu moving forward with some of these guys um I don't, i'm not saying that that's what they're going to do with jordan williams or um, if that's even the best route, it may not be. It may be good to get Jordan into a regimented program with classes and school and training and everything else, right? So uh, I think just case by case, you have to play it right. But Penn State has really utilized this gray shirt thing to their advantage. So they have true freshmen wrestling in the NCAA finals who are 22 years old, right? <laughs> so I'm not, I don't know if that's good for the kid. 
I don't know if that's uh, healthy, but it, that's not for me to decide, right? <laughs> that, so that's a, that's a whole other conversation um, that you have to have with the athletes, but it's an option that's out there, and I think it'd be one that would be advantageous for Oklahoma State to take advantage of uh, because as the weights get crowded. So Jordan Williams, super exciting guy to see. You also have Zach Blankenship from Bixby. Zach's having a really solid senior season so far. He had a really good summer. He's playing football right now, um, and he's really enjoying it, it seems. Uh, but he's uh, he is the currently the number 19 rated recruit in the country, number three in his weight class at 132 pounds. So Zach, um, I'm excited that he committed to Oklahoma State. There was a lot of rumors about him being an exceptionally smart uh, student athlete and have maybe having an opportunity to go up to a um, Princeton or uh, Columbia or Brown or Harvard and wrestling for one of those teams. Cornell, I think, was another option. And uh, I've, I've expressed my take on that before with Carter Young. You know, if I had a son that was a top quality wrestler um, and was also, you know, in that opportunity to go to Princeton and get a degree from there, I'd, I'd probably encourage that. But uh, Zach's coming to Oklahoma State, <clears throat> and hopefully we'll see him be a, a great influence in the room, um, along with Carter Young, along with some of these other guys that are really smart and uh, and dedicated and have great worth, work ethic. And um, it, it's really exciting to see him coming to Oklahoma State. Um, Zach also... Is just a really, really good wrestler. He's aggressive. You know those Bixby guys, coached by Shane Roller. They, uh, um, well, shooting. I think now Eric Guerrero's there too, right? So I, they've really turned in some solid wrestlers over the past few years that um, could end up paying big dividends for Oklahoma State. It's great to see local guys stay local too. So I'm excited to see what Zach's able to do as his career progresses, but it'll probably be three years from now, right? So he he's another one that could probably benefit from a gray shirt or something like that. And then there's Cutter Sheets. Uh, Cutter Sheets is unranked <clears throat> recruit um, at 149 pounds. Uh, obviously, he's a younger brother of uh, Wyatt Sheets and the son of Mike Sheets. So uh, Cutter, you never know, right? Uh, legacy guy, a uh, guy that... Uh, could surprise and come out of nowhere. He, he's probably just wrestled high school, um, didn't really go off and uh, wrestle at like Fargo or anything like that. So we'll we'll see what uh, what Cutter's got coming. You know, if he's a, if he's just going to be a bench guy, a depth guy, what what'll he be? That's kind of the fun in this. It's fun to speculate. Uh, there's a couple other guys in this class that OSU could be going after um, that are unranked: uh, Caden Glass, Nash Singleton, Thomas Stewart. Um, but there, that's kind of one of those things that, you know, we'll see a couple that come out of nowhere. Like we always do. There's always some extra guys in the recruiting class that will walk on or, uh, be a part of the program. And, um, it's exciting to see those guys come in and do well in the 2023, 2024 class. Um, we've got a few, these guys aren't allowed to commit yet, but we've got some, uh, guys that maybe we could probably go ahead and count them as committed. Um, uh, Sam Smith being one, uh, he is currently a, uh, junior at Stillwater High School and his father is just 
you know, he so happens to be John Smith. Um, so pretty safe bet that he's going to come to Oklahoma State and uh, be in that room. He's ranked 142 at 141 pounds right now. Uh, Sam wrestled at 125 or 122 pounds, whatever the weight class is in, in Oklahoma. Uh, he wrestled at that weight last year, and he beat an OU commit who was ranked number four in that weight class coming into this next season from Broken Arrow. So um, Sam had a really, really strong freshman season. Um, excuse me, sophomore season at Stillwater High School last year. So, uh, you know, continuing the Smith legacy and Perry legacy at Oklahoma State will be exciting for him and exciting to see him come on. There are also some guys who have... Um, been on visits lately that we're excited to see come forward. Um, Jersey Rob is a heavyweight prospect. He's currently uh, number 29 in the national rankings. Um, he's from Tulsa area as well, I believe. But Jersey Rob uh, is one that a lot of people have been saying we, we need to keep an eye on and need to um, get him to Stillwater because He's a true heavyweight that uh, in three years, when he's a true freshman, uh, probably going to have to give him a look, right? Uh, he'll probably redshirt. That's what's best for upper weight guys, for the most part. But really excited to see what uh, Jersey Rob is going to do when he gets into college. Hopefully it's in Stillwater. You also have a 113-pounder from Michigan, a guy named Braden Davis, who was on his visit a couple weeks ago and, and Braden, um, he's really, really good wrestler, really strong, really aggressive. Um, somebody that I think could make an immediate impact being a career 125 pound guy. He's small. He's wrestling at 106 pounds or 113 pounds currently. It just depends on where he wants to go, but um, as a junior in high school, could he grow? Sure. But, um, he's one that y you kind of have to start recruiting those kids that are at 106, 113 pounds now because, uh, are in their junior and senior year because you need to have a career 125 guy. Otherwise you get into these guys that are a little bit big for 125 pounds. They, they're going to grow because they're eating right. They're exercising. They're on a good plan. So we're going to see what's going to happen there. Um, some other guys in that class, Justin Crutchmer, uh, Kyle, and, uh, you know, the youngest of the Crutchmer brothers there. He's um, in Arkansas right now. He's wrestling really well. He also plays football. Um, there's a, a, a gentleman named Cabe Moore, Cabe, Gabe Moore, who's a heavyweight prospect. Uh, and then Cale Hughes is, is another one that's number 23 in the class that's been tied to Oklahoma State. So... Uh, we'll see if we have a chance with some of these guys and, and what they can do. And then the class of 2024, this is the little brother class, it seems like. So you got Kale Voinovich at Stillwater High School. You got Angelo Ferrari, the youngest of the Ferrari brothers, who's currently ranked number eight in the um, national ratings. I Watching film on Angelo, Angelo, uh, he might be the best of the three brothers. He's really, really good. Really solid wrestler. He had a great Super 32 weekend. I'm excited to see him go. 
Uh, you also have uh, Shane Roller's son, Jace Roller, uh, JJ McCombs. You got a lot of local guys in this class. A lot of guys that uh, could come in and, and make a big impact for Oklahoma State and continue that legacy of Oklahoma wrestling. Um, the high school wrestling in the state has gotten really good. Over the past few years, th- thanks in no small part to uh, the former Oklahoma State guys who are out there coaching and making a big impact in the youth uh, aspect of the sport. Um, and in the class of 2025, there's a, there's a young man, number eight in, in his class right now, L- Ladarian Lockett at 138 pounds. I think he's going to grow a little bit, but he is somebody to keep an eye on over his high school career here he is a fast freaky wrestler he is so good and somebody that uh is going to be fun to watch as his career progresses ultimately though no matter how many recruits oklahoma state brings in or uh, whether they're blue chip whether they're the you know best in the country in high school or the best freestyle wrestlers or whatever the case may be um until they step on the mat, until they are a All-American, <laughs> I, I'm not one to really keep up with recruiting. Uh, just because, again, one, it's kind of weird uh, to me. It's always been a little bit creepy uh, keeping up with uh, what guys are doing at a young age and you know who they are. Uh, some people like to delve into personal things that are going on and, you know, oh, who are they? Like, why are they moving to Stillwater? Why are they not wrestling their senior year? What's going on with... And I've been clear since I started this podcast that I'm really interested in just keeping it on the mat and not speculating on what may be going on in a wrestler's personal life or what may be... Um, happening behind the scenes because frankly I, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes and um speculating is is really just uh um not a part of it not something that I want to be a part of uh just just because that's uh, it can get ugly quick right um but that said there's a lot of people to really be excited about and to really keep an eye on as uh, recruiting comes up. So some that I would say to go, if you are have an inclination or if you'd like to go on YouTube and look up the Ferrari brothers, especially Anthony Ferrari and Angelo Ferrari, <clears throat> both are uh, exceptional young wrestlers that uh, could be representing our country at uh, junior and U23 championships here pretty soon. Um, they're, they're guys that are, are going to be really good, uh, for us when they get in the room. Um, also Jordan Williams and Zach Blankenship, again, local Oklahoma guys that are coming to Stillwater that, uh, uh, could really turn into, uh, incredibly special wrestlers for Oklahoma state moving forward, but also go check out Jersey Rob, Justin Crutchmer, Braden Davis, Kale Hughes, Kale Voinovich, Jace Roller. J.J. McComas, Chris Coates, um, Cody Rutledge, Ladarian Lockett. They're all prospects that are tied to Oklahoma State. And the big thing that Chris Perry, Zach Esposito, 
and Tyler Caldwell emphasize is building tight relationships with these prospects from a young age. So if they're mentioned as Oklahoma State prospects, if they are uh, people who are going to commit and come to Oklahoma State, just know that they've probably been on the radar of our coaches for years. There aren't a lot of surprises in wrestling when it comes to Oklahoma State. The Master Giovanni brothers, Dustin Plott, Connor Desset, AJ Ferrari, they were all extremely close coming up in these circuits. They're they're close friends. They're basically best friends. Uh, Victor Voinovich and Chris Perry had a lot of development together over the years. So keep an eye on that. And, and the word is that Oklahoma wrestling at the youth level has improved so significantly over the past five, six years and will continue to do so because the coaching and the commitment and the investment in making sure that youth wrestling in Oklahoma is continuing to get stronger. You also have the development of wrestling in Texas. Flow wrestling being based there in Austin is actually a pretty big deal because while, sure, we all have our hymns and halls about flow, that attracts top-level coaches to go down there and be a part of clubs and work for flow in some capacity, but also coach in some capacity. So you're going to see some development from guys in uh, rooms down there. That Are they going to be Fargo champions? Probably not. Who knows, though? Uh, the, the, the tide will rise, however, in Texas as wrestling becomes a bigger deal. Frankly, let's look at the recent gold medalists in wrestling. A a lot of them have come from Texas. Um, So there's a lot of things to be excited about as the sport develops down here. Um, Arkansas wrestling has been getting better. Kansas wrestling has been getting better. So the local stuff, the the concern has always been, well, Oklahoma State just can't, it's hard to get guys from Pennsylvania and Ohio to come to Oklahoma State. Is it? Oklahoma State's gotten guys from Pennsylvania and Ohio and New Jersey. Um, one of our coaches is from New Jersey, Zach Esposito. The Ferrari brothers, I mean, they're from Texas, but there's the whole New Jersey aspect to them, so... There's a, there's a thing there, um, but the Master Giovanni brothers are from New Jersey. Um, they were able to get the one of the best high school wrestlers in the history of Pennsylvania to come to Oklahoma State. Um, Alex Daringer's from Wisconsin. Uh, Victor Voinovich is from Ohio. So, uh, Dean Hiles from Ohio, right? So, like, there, there are going to be guys that come to Oklahoma State. It's not really a concern because we're one of the three biggest brands in the sport, (laughs) y'all. Our coach is a legend. And then our assistant coaches are highly respected and looked up to in the community throughout. And they've built relationships. They have the coaching relationships. They have the developmental relationships where they're able to go to these camps and get these guys to really grow and build trust and understand that 
if you come to Oklahoma State, if you come to Stillwater, OSU is going to do right by you. You're going to be given the tools to excel and succeed. A lot of it's going to be on you because we're going to treat you like an adult. But if you're willing to put in the work, if you're willing to be a part of it, come to Stillwater, you're going to win. And is the pitch more sexy for Penn State right now? Sure. Of course it is. Go wrestle for Kale. It's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to win a national championship. That's probably true. Um, but I'd say that Oklahoma State has just as good a shot at anybody in the country as Penn State or Iowa. And that's just evidenced by who we've signed over the last four years, who we're signing coming up this coming season, and then what's in the pipeline for the next three or four years. And like I said, the the tide's been rising locally, so you don't have to rely on recruiting all over the country. You can just focus on getting the local guys to stay in Oklahoma and excel and grow where they're planted and be a part of something special, be a part of a big run. That's what we've been building to, and I believe that's what's going to happen over the next couple of years. So with that, we'll get to questions. We'll um, talk about a couple of things here. I didn't really have much as far as questions go on Twitter or uh, and a voicemail, but there's a message board that somebody posted uh, my, my podcast over there, and they... Um, we're asking for some, a couple of things. Um, Turf Poke asked, um, what's the most exciting wrestler in the past 25 years? Chandler Rogers, Z, Johnny Thompson, Fix, Ferrari, Mako, Jordan Oliver, Cade Brock. Um, he said uh, there might, might have to be multiple episodes for that because, yeah, there are a ton of super exciting wrestlers at Oklahoma State over the past 25 years. Um, I think you kind of have to say... Um, Somebody he didn't list off here, but for me, I was always really excited by Alex Derringer. I loved watching him go out and just dominate people in his last two years in Stillwater. I mean, he's a three-time national champion. Uh, he lost one match ever at NCAAs, right? So, like, he was just—I think he's one of the underrated, underappreciated, really all-time greats at Oklahoma State, and— I really, I think he's what, 28 now? Uh, so we're kind of rounding out to probably his last Olympic quad. But with the way that some of the guys in his weight classes are aging, now granted there are some young guys that are coming up there too in his weight class. So it's not going to be an easy road. But I really hope we get to see Alex Derringer take that step and be a part of a world team and go represent the United States at a world and Olympic competition. So that's going to do it for questions today. Uh, thanks so much to all the supporters and, and everybody that's listening. I'm really excited to uh, continue this thing. Really excited to get into some more exciting content over the next week. So next Tuesday, I am going to do projections. I'm going to do a rundown of how I think our projected starters are going to finish up at NCAAs how the season's going to go and what we can expect. So 
looking forward to that. And then Thursday, we'll have a preview of the Stanford duel. We'll go in depth on what they're looking at, what we're looking at, where is it happening, who's coaching, what are the storylines. We'll go into all that stuff too. So tune in next week. Uh, I promise that it'll be a little bit longer, a little bit more in depth. Uh, this week, been a little bit under the weather, so uh, forgive me for being a little bit slow and, and a little bit, uh, I guess, congested here on my voice. But uh, uh, thanks to, to Adam Michaels for all the help on getting things set up, and uh, we'll... Uh, keep this thing rolling through the season really excited about it y'all and uh and y'all take care please give me feedback on uh, twitter at lee cothern and we'll uh go from there awesome thanks everybody have a great weekend